Hi, you guys. It's your host, Anna. Welcome to this week's episode on Undereducated. Today, the birth story I have for you is my little sister, Sarah Jane. A couple weeks back, we heard about her postpartum experience in um, the Postpartum Fields episode, but today we're rewinding and hearing all about the birth of her baby, Ruby. So I hope you enjoy it. She covers a lot of different topics and just is really open about everything she went through, which I think we all can learn from and relate to. And I honestly just love listening to it over and over. So I hope you enjoy it. Tune in and let's get educated together. Okay, well, I was 22 years old when I decided that I wanted to have my baby, my first Just baby. Just a plain being, a baby having a baby. Yes, very young, and so I you think... And David, like, wanted a baby from when you got married. Yes. It wasn't like a... We got married, then we really wanted... Like, I feel like you just always wanted a baby. It was yes. just kind of, like, known. Kind of, yeah. So, we had been married for about a year Okay. when I found out I was pregnant. So, we started trying okay. when we had been married for 10 months. Okay. So, um, we obviously decided that we wanted to have a baby, and the first time around, I didn't get pregnant. I remember my period came. I was a complete mess emotionally mm-hmm. when I was very like undereducated about, <laughs> about what the experience was yeah like. about yeah. what the experience is like about hormones about emotions about really what it takes to have a baby physically yeah and if you so, could like pinpoint one word to like describe that experience what would you say like sorrowful like mm-hmm. like mourning like I was so sad Because in my mind, I thought I was pregnant for those, like, four or three weeks after, you know, that you wait to take your test. You have sex, you get pregnant. Like, Like exactly. So, I was so naive. And so, I was distraught. And I remember saying to my husband, like, I can't do this. We're going to wait. Obviously, I'm not emotionally mature enough to handle something like this. Such a huge responsibility. Like, if I have one no, what am I doing? Like, yeah. having a child is extremely hard, and, like, obviously I'm not cut out yet. And so my husband, being the angel that he is. <laughs> we all love David. He's a saint. <laughs> yeah. He was like, okay, whenever you want, like, it's your body, your choice, your timeline, you let me know. Like, he was really sad. Yeah, it was really tender that he was so, like, yeah. good and respectful to you, though, of, like, how you were feeling and navigating those mm-hmm. emotions, because that can be, like... It would have been really hard if he was hard. like, no, we're yeah, having like, another baby. baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Or an, we're trying to have yeah, a baby, have not a baby. another baby. Yeah. yeah. So then we like, I didn't even think about it. And the next month rolls around and my period did not come. And 
some backstory. Like, I have always been very regular. My period is just, like, the perfect cycle. Like, out of the textbook, like, I have my 7 to 10 day period on the exact same day every single month. And... You're like the unicorn of women that everybody wishes they were. (laughs) No, like, honestly, and, like, I'm a complete mess when I'm on my period, but... Yeah, we all know that. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's it just like, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and so when my period didn't come on the day it was supposed to come, I was like, something's terribly wrong. Like, did you think like, oh, I'm pregnant? Or were you just like, oh yeah. my gosh, something's wrong with my body? No, I think I was like, I'm you're pregnant. like, oh, I'm pregnant? But okay, I was okay. just like, oh no. Yes. You know, like yeah, I got well, nervous because in my mind I told experience. myself I wasn't going to have another baby. Like I wasn't going to have a baby yeah. at that point. Yeah. So <laughs> I went to the store and I bought a ton of pregnancy tests. How many? Mm, <laughs> like 10. <laughs> you guys, I, I made big fun of her over this because in my head I'm like, oh, go to the grocery store, maybe buy like two or three pregnancy tests. That's my logic. Mm-hmm. 10. Yeah. Ten tests. Yeah. But it's fine. Like, who cares? Everybody does them. And that's great for you. Ten was what you needed. I needed it. (laughs) So I come back home. I pee on the stick, wash my hands. And being me, I forget. And I walk away. And I come home. I think I went to yoga. Okay. Yes. So you were, like, in a hurry? Was was it in class, like, early in the morning? In the morning, yeah. So I went to my yoga class, came home, and looked at the stick, and it was positive. And so I, like, start crying, obviously. I'm, like, so excited, so nervous. Like, get on my knees, say a prayer. Like, thank Heavenly Father for this child. Like, I'm so happy. Yeah. And my husband hears me crying, and he's like, oh, no. It's one of those days. round two. No, I think he was like. SOS. Save me. He's like, SOS, mental health, like, crisis downstairs. (laughs) Like me every day. So I walk upstairs, and I'm, like, holding the test or whatever. I'm like, I'm pregnant. And you should have seen his face, like, ghost. You know, like, he's so nervous, so happy, like, all the emotions. So we, like, hugged, and we're very happy, and we were super excited about the baby. And then we went on a family vacation. It was over Christmas. So wait, stop. Before you go on your family vacay, did you tell anybody you were pregnant? Yes. I'm always curious to know, like, how early people tell. Because for me, as you know, like, I'm kind of weird about it. And I always wait a really long time to tell people I'm pregnant. But some people literally tell, like, the second they pee on the stick, you know. Mm -hmm. Who did you tell? So our brother, Ben. Oh. He's a doctor. And I actually experienced a lot of heavy spotting during the first, like, three or four weeks, like, until I think I was about, like, ten weeks. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I had a lot of bleeding. Um, I called Ben because I was, I thought, like, I was miscarrying. Yeah, and that can be one of the early signs is when you are, you Mm -hmm. know, bleeding in that early first trimester, especially if you're, like, cramping Oh my gosh, or, you yeah. Know, like you feel like you're gonna start your period, things like that. Those That's can like be honestly signs of miscarriage, yeah. Like I had a lot of pain in my boobs, like really painful. Like those were some of the first symptoms I had of even being pregnant. Yeah. And I thought it was my period. Like it was pre period symptoms. Yeah. 
but which I was is pregnant. pretty common. You know, it's hard to like tell the difference, which is why I think some women, when you, you hear get about confused, people, yeah, like they're like, oh, I didn't think think I was pregnant. Like, exactly. I just because thought my you period think your period was coming. Yeah. At least that's how it was for me. So yes, I told Ben. I okay. called him, and I was like, I'm pregnant, but I'm bleeding a lot, okay. and what do I do? And he was like, don't do anything. He's like, rest. You'll know if your cycle gets a lot heavier. He's like, you won't have your first appointment for like another, let's say, like five weeks, yeah, four or five seven weeks. weeks. Like, yeah. He's like, they'll tell you there yeah, if whether you've miscarried or not. Exactly. Okay. And so it was a waiting game. And he told me, too, he's like, if you're really sick and you get more sick, your hormones will rise. Yes, and that could be a really good sign. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like on the edge those first couple weeks, like nervous yeah, I that I was going to lose the baby. But we went on a family vacation and I got so sick. And I remember I was like, wait, this is real. Like, although I was bleeding, I'm like, okay, like. Like, there is something in there. Like, like I really am pregnant. <laughs> yes. I was so sick. Like, my nose was really sensitive. Like, every smell. Oh, my goodness. Like, I feel like I could smell every single thing in the room. And Ugh, they would. it would make me throw worse. up. Like, gag, reflex. Oh, my gosh. Like, so bad. And I also remember, like, fatigue. Like, oh I would wake gosh, up in the morning. dead after you've slept for 14 hours, and you're like, yeah. what is wrong with me? So it was, like, nausea, fatigue. It's, like, the flu plus COVID. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm actually going to just die over here. No, but. seriously. I thought I was going to die. I remember sitting on the floor in the shower, like, running hot water over my back and just throwing up. And I was like, what just happened? Like, yeah. I thought this was morning sickness in the morning. Like, again, I was very naive. Like, no, but you know, like that's what you're told before mm -hmm. you're pregnant. And I don't having think you as an example, it's like <laughs> you like hide your throw up. Like I didn't even know people were sick. Like you know, yes, we're just different people. But I'm like, wow, you got this. But like that's kind of the point of this podcast. For one, is yeah. that like before I had Lewis, nobody told me, oh, you're gonna throw up all day, twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. Because some people. They really are only sick in the morning. I know. Some people it's are so only different. sick at night. Like, it just depends on your body. Mm -hmm. But, like, for you to have that expectation of, like, oh, I'm going to have morning sickness. I'm going to feel sick when I wake up. And then to actually be punched in the face by, like, oh, no, I'm going to puke all day for 12 weeks. Like, oh, how yeah. did that feel? Or, like, was five it like months. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> nine months. Like, it was so rough. Yeah. Like, I... I just remember you trying to, like... Hide it? Yeah, except not trying to hide it because we have a group chat and oh, you no. kept sending videos or, like, pictures laying in bed with, like, lime popsicle. popsicles and top ramen. And we were like, mm, Oh, I'm pregnant. such an idiot. <laughs> but you, like, thought I thought I was being were, like, so, so nonchalant. <laughs> we're like, no, she just prefers top ramen in bed. For yeah. <laughs> yes. No, it was... I think that was the biggest shocker at first. Like, I was just like, whoa. One, I am I now love this child, and I don't want to lose this child. Yeah. And, like, I'm bleeding. And I'm like, I didn't realize that life can be so fleeting. Like, I didn't realize that it's this fragile, and you feel very responsible. And so, like, I felt like I didn't even, couldn't even move. Like, I was like, I don't want to do anything to, like, make this go away. Yeah. And then the sickness, like, it's almost like God puts you in bed or, like, 
slows you down. It makes you relax. So, so that your child can, can grow. Come. Yeah. So I remember fast forward through the trip. Like all I'm eating is those little, what are they called? Saltines? Oh, yeah. All I'm eating. Like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it was awful. And yet you gain like 70, 100,000 pounds. Like, and all you're eating <laughs> 70, are. 70, 100,000 pounds. She gains like a half an ounce. I know. Seriously. So. <laughs> but you feel bloated. You feel very you feel bloated. Yucky, and yeah. you're just like, I'm fat and I'm throwing up. What is happening? You're like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So then I come home from the trip. I'm 10 weeks pregnant. So the first appointment, I think I was 10 weeks. Okay. And I remember the doctor was like, my sweet OB, I loved him. He was like, how are you feeling? You know? And I'm like, I'm okay. And my husband's like, okay. No. She's not okay. So he prescribed me Zofran, which was like crazy. Just like, probably the gift that you wish oh you'd been given gosh. weeks earlier. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. Like, and I remember I also took like... I don't remember what Unisom and something else. Okay, yeah. Vitamin B. Vitamin B. Mm-hmm. B six maybe. Mm-hmm. So like half of a Unisom, half of a B six, like every night. I remember a friend told me about that. Yeah. Um. So I did that, and then I told the family. So I told the family the night of, or the yeah the night of, of your appointment of my appointment. Okay. So after your pregnancy had been like verified. it was real. Yeah. And when you went to the doctor, in spite of your spotting, they were like, yeah, the baby was fine. The baby was fine. fine. hmm Cool. Yeah. So, baby was fine. And I remember thinking, like, I can't hide this anymore. I'm so sick. I'm just going to tell the family. And this was before I had taken Zofran. Okay. So, again, naive. Not so naive. I just didn't know. Ruby's deciding if she wants to wake up. Yes. <laughs> so, then... Um, of course, I tell all the family, I tell our family and David's family, and we don't tell any friends or anything. We're still keeping it a secret. And then the next day, I start like heavy bleeding. Oh my gosh! Really the heavy. Day after you tell everybody. And I remember I was like, "What did I just do? Why did I tell anyone?" Because you know our sisters and family. Like I get a thousand phone calls in the yes. morning. I'm completely bombarded because I tell mom. Mm. And, like, <laughs> we have the most amazing family, but, like, it spread, like, wildfire. And I wasn't, like, emotionally ready to even tell anyone. But, like, I was losing my baby. Yeah. You know? And, you know, that's the tricky thing with anyone who has, like, an enormous support system is that, like, you know everyone's intention is, like, to love out you. of love and to make sure you're okay. But sometimes, like... That was a lot. You just need a sec for yourself and to, like, have to respond to all these people and address, like, what you're going through in that moment Mm -hmm. to someone else other than, like, you and your Your partner, you Mm -hmm. know, like, that is just, that's hard. That's really, really hard. And I can't imagine, like, the fear you felt of just, like, are you kidding me? I think I just felt so vulnerable, like. Absolutely. So vulnerable. So then I went, I called the doctor. And they're like, oh, come in. And they did an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, a subchorionic hematoma. So that's, okay. like, a blood. I don't want to, like, a pool of blood on the outside of, I think, like, I don't even know, the amniotic sac and the 
uterine wall. Yeah. So between the sac that the baby is in yes. and the organ that is holding the baby yes. to your uterus. And it like sometimes can be from the placenta breaking off um, and causing that pool of blood. Like that's what I had. And I remember they told me like it could go away and you will continue to bleed or it will like get a lot bigger and you will miscarry. So we'll just watch it. We'll watch for it. And my doctor was so wonderful. He called me multiple times, like once every like two weeks. Because at that point, I think you go only once a month. Yeah, you're every, you're seeing him every four weeks, most yeah. likely in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So my bleeding. Oh, and I was put on pelvic rest okay. and like no activity, only walking um, for those first basically till twenty weeks. And they checked me at 20 weeks, um, and it healed. Wow. Was yeah. it, when they checked you, did they do just like an ultrasound that was on your belly or yeah. was it like a vaginal ultrasound? Ultrasound on my belly. Okay. Um, and they just like regularly checked in to ask me like, is it heavy clotting? Is it just spotting? And, and did you continue to bleed from week 10 to week 20 mm-hmm. pretty regularly? Yeah. Like by week 20, I still was bleeding was bleeding and were you bleeding like not a lot. every time you went pee or was it just like randomly you'd start spotting throughout the day yeah okay. randomly spotting okay so I knew like it was getting better also I was so sick another indicator where I was like your hormones are rising yeah the baby should be sustained because mm-hmm. that's like one of the key things is as that hcg goes up you get sicker your placenta gets stronger the baby mm-hmm. thrives essentially exactly. and if that sickness kind of goes away it can be indicative that your hormones are falling but in other you cases, know, in other cases still some women are only six until sick. like 12 weeks anyway you know mm-hmm. what I mean so like if you had been one that stopped being sick wouldn't you wouldn't have had that as a sign you would have just had to rely on the bleeding exactly. which would have been you know kind of mm-hmm. stressful mm-hmm. so I know the 10 to 20 weeks like it was fast me explaining it but I don't have like a great memory of it to tell you the truth I just feel like I was paranoid and like just trying to be careful um and that's when I like stopped exercising and so I feel like I had like a big mental health like toll during that time I remember I just had like a lot of anxiety a lot of crying Mm -hmm. and that could have had to do with my like hormones as well changing Oh, for sure. I'm sure it was hormones, but it also was probably a combination of that and you having to, like, take your outlets away, Away. you Mm -hmm. know. Exercise is such a big thing for you. I know that you love to go to yoga every day and, like, Mm -hmm. to not have that outlet. It was really weird. kind of stuck inside on, like, pelvic rest, you know, except for, like, walks. Walking, yeah. Yeah. Plus, you were in school, so it was just, like... Oh, yeah. You were doing class, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I was just inside. And a global pandemic. So now I'm like, I'm pregnant. You're like, I don't great. want COVID. Yeah. Because no one knows anything about it. Yeah. Like, what can happen? I know they were, like, giving shots to some women for their placenta. And I was just like, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, You're just like, I don't want to deal. With it, honestly. Yeah. So I went to my 20-week appointment, and it was healed. Miraculously. And I had a healthy, thriving baby, and 
It was wonderful. Like, I was so, so happy. So from like 20 weeks to I think 27 or 28, it was perfect. Like, it's like the golden hour of yes. pregnancy. <laughs> like all I think I had was like heartburn. That was okay. it. Okay. Like a Which sometimes throwing up. Not bad. Yeah. By like, comparison to the beginning of your pregnancy, like you I was able to eat. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And I stopped taking Zofran at that point because I had like a crazy headache from it, from taking it too Which much. Which is a very common side effect is to get those headaches. Yeah. And it so was debilitating. Yeah, for some women. And then as, you know, many doctors will tell you, um, like you can't take a lot of other medications Mm-mm. when you're pregnant or it's not recommended to. So like you couldn't really treat your headaches oh. with anything that would be effective. Yeah, right? like no Advil. Nothing really except for Tylenol. Tylenol, which, you know, for doesn't a lot of do people anything. doesn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. So you just you have, like, a different Zofran. threshold yeah. for pain. So I stopped my Zofran. I was starting to feel better. I was starting to get a bump. could feel the baby. Like, that was so fun. So fun. It the was best. the best ever. Do you remember the first time you felt her kick? Yeah, I remember I was laying on the couch. It was during my pelvic rest. And I was like... What was that? A bubble? You know? Like, <laughs> like I was like, did I fart? No, seriously. I was like, whoa. And then it happened again and again. And I was like, oh, it's this must be the baby. You know? Totally. So that was really weird. But it Such was a really, wild feeling for the first time, but also it like. It was so incredible. Though. Yeah. So I loved that. And that middle time during my pregnancy was the best time. Like, oh, it was so awesome. That's the time when I need to just remember is then I'll want to have another baby. <laughs> I know everybody's like, just focus on the times the good. you feel good <laughs> so that you you're do ready it again. to do it again. Yeah. Okay, but tell me about so the next couple is weeks 28 after weeks. That. 28 is that is when, when I got my glucose? The third. Mm-hmm. Yep. This that would was be when you funny. did your glucose test. Do you remember? Test. This is so funny. So I got my oh glucose my test and oh I was like 139. Remember. So doesn't pass. <laughs> 140 is like I the think like this threshold. So I pass. Great. And meanwhile, I'm like drinking Dr. Pepper every day like an idiot. Like Not every single idiot. day. It's fine. Well, no, but like Everybody I just loved sugar. Like, oh, it was so good. It's funny when I'm pregnant too. I'm not really a sweets person when but I'm when pregnant. I, I freaking love sugar. Same. It's the weirdest. And you couldn't catch me eating anything like that now <laughs> it's like true. It's true. i love french fries like it was <laughs> so true. weird you always go for like the savory yeah. so i'm just doing what i normally do i like get a doctor or a dr pepper swig i'm like having my fruit smoothies you know All the then shakes. i go to my next appointment so what is it 30 weeks is it every two weeks after that or is it still um, a month you're still every four until yeah, I don't remember. 30, and then it goes to 2 at 30, so then 30. Okay, so I probably was at 32. Okay, yeah, 32 maybe might have been when they saw you next. Yeah, so I go in, pee in the cup, and they're like, oh, no. <laughs> it's not blue or yellow like, uh, or whatever you color. You have a lot of sugar in your urine? <laughs> I'm like, okay, they're shoot. Like, SOS, you're in kidney failure. No, seriously. <laughs> so I was like, oh, Okay, so then I, like, call Ben, and I tell him, he's like, what are you eating? I tell him, he's like, SJ. <laughs> like, what he does to me, he's like, that he's is like, not smart. Are you smart. an idiot? Yes. He's but like, that's like... not smart. Like, your baby is not, like, she needs all this stuff. Da, da, da. I'm, like, feeling really guilty. 
So they're like, at your next appointment in two weeks, we'll check again. And if it's at the same level, we're going to have to test you again for gestational diabetes. And I was like, great. And I was so embarrassed. Okay. <laughs> Which you shouldn't have been. I mean, Well, because everybody... I was just drinking Dr. Pepper 24-7. Like, I'm sure the doctor was like, you can have one a day. I was literally drinking it all day. Like, it's fine. <laughs> well, obviously now, like, it's good to have that perspective going into, like, yes. future pregnancies. Because, you know, like, that. your baby eats what you eat. So, it's so sad. keep that in mind. Know. You know what I mean? Obviously. But Bruce. pregnancy is hard. You do things that, like, oh, you just yeah. need to cope. You know what I yeah. mean? And you were probably exhausted. You were a student. You were, like, just trying to, like, function being pregnant because you're tired. And it just wears you down. And you're like, Dr. Pepper is my vice. <laughs> this oh, is what yeah. I need. <laughs> I know. Well, it ended up being fine. So I went to my next appointment and everything was normal. Okay, so it was normal. So I just drank like one Dr. Pepper a day, not like Four. three. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so. And it kind of resolved. Yeah, I was fine. And then I remember, and this is a lot of info. This is TMI. Um, I was 31 weeks. Mm-hmm. And I had intercourse with my husband. And I like. Intercourse? <laughs> well, I don't know what <laughs> else to 50? say. Sex? Like, Sex. what am I supposed to say? <laughs> So I did that and I like had full blown contractions, like really painful, could not sleep through the night. Um, horrible, horrible back pain. And like, I look back at it and I'm like, Oh, that's exactly what I felt when I had Ruby, like the exact same. That's a very normal response, which Mm -hmm. like for anyone who's listening that is pregnant, if it's safe for you to do so. Like, your doctor will sometimes recommend that you have sex towards the end because it can kind of throw you into labor and get the baby here. Yeah. Because of just the way the hormones interact mm-hmm. in your body with, like, with sperm. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you were having a very natural and normal reaction, but for you to be having it at 31 weeks... Was not safe. Is, yeah, that's scary. Yeah. So, I remember um, I went to my 34 fifth week appointment because we were going on vacation and my doctor was like I would just want to check you before we go or before you go um and I was like no it's okay like I feel great you don't need to (laughs) yeah you're like I'm fine we're like and he's like yeah honestly I guess we don't need to so we both decided we weren't going to halfway through the appointment that I was fine and then the next week he checked me at 36 weeks my oh he checked my cervix to yes. see how dilated I was. Which is pretty common among providers, obviously. Again, it's kind of a patient it's your choice. choice. Yeah. yeah. But at 36, you can have a cervical check to see if you've mm-hmm. dilated any. Mm-hmm. So I was at, he checked me and I was like at a three and a half, almost to a four mm-hmm. at 36 weeks. And so I remember he told me, he's like, you're going to have the baby by the end of the week. Um, the baby's really low. I can feel her head. And I remember I got, like, super excited because I did not really love being pregnant. I know yeah. a lot of people love being pregnant. I didn't. I was very swollen. I had my baby in August. And yeah. it was very hot. And I had a lot of water retention. And I have, like, body dysmorphia. And so, like... You just felt puffy and not yeah, cute. And exactly. I remember. I just remember you I was not, very uncomfortable. Yeah, you were not happy and you were not comfortable. It was not my fave thing. And so... I was very happy about that news. And I remember I called mom, and she was like, oh, that was me every baby. So well, that was me with Lou. I exactly. mean, at 36, I, I called was like, you. You told me that. Lauren told me that that was her. And so I was like, oh, 
I'm not going to have the baby. So we go on the trip or whatever and come home and I have Ruby the next day. Like, for two days later. We were in St. George, like, the 26th through the 31st. 26th through the 30th. She was born. The 1st of August. Oh, my gosh. So it was two days later. I didn't realize it was so close to when we got home. And we left early, remember? Like, earlier than everyone else in the morning. And you all left that night because I was just, like, so Probably feeling so horrible and (laughs) grouchy and so hot. (laughs) I was like, we need to go back to Salt Lake. Yeah, who goes to St. George in the middle of the summer? Just us. so fun. But, uh, (laughs) so, doctor was right. It's going to have the baby by the end of the week. Um, but what kicked it into gear was sex. Okay, so you did end up having sex. So again. I actually didn't have sex from thirty that thirty one weeks. I until didn't have it until the thirty six, and like okay. I had forgotten to tell you the truth. Like I was like, it's been so long. Like I'm yeah, so like, sorry, whatever. David. Yeah, <laughs> you're like I need to be a good wife. No, on it, I just felt bad, and like I didn't even think about it. But you should never feel bad. You should have no. sex when you want to have no. sex. No, yes. Yes, I understand where you were just like, wow, it had been so long. You'd been fine. The baby was fine. Yes. Like, and I didn't fine. even think about what had happened at 31 weeks. And so then, like, we did it Saturday night. This was a Saturday. This was the day after we had come home from St. George, and we had a huge family dinner with the family. Oh, we all went out Citrus for couples Grill. dinner. That's right. The whole family. And I was, like, in labor, free laboring. I didn't know. So I was sitting at dinner, timing my contractions, like, every two to five minutes they were. Okay. And I remember I was, like, having so much back pain. Like, all in my back, my legs, like, my crotch was just burning. Like, that's what I felt. Yeah. And I remember, like, I ate, and I could eat more, like, than normal. So I knew the baby had dropped. Yeah. Which is so weird, but I remember I was like, whoa. Like, I feel like I can breathe. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we, like, walked outside of the restaurant, and I talked to you, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I think I'm in labor. And everyone was like, well, you didn't say this to me. Like, Mom and Emily were like, you're not. Go home. You're fine. And I'm very dramatic, so. Granted, probably true. So (laughs) I went home, and... But granted, at this point, you were, what, 36 and 6? 36 and 4. 36 and 4. Which is, that's, I mean, that's early. So early. That's early to be going into labor. Yeah. So they were probably just, like. They were totally right. Fine. Like, yeah. You should and they go had, had like, rest. 6 and 10 kids. Like, they knew. <laughs> they so, knew, but they don't know your body. Yeah. Is, so you know, I, like, went home, and through the night, I couldn't sleep. Mm. My back hurt. Like, it was nuts. Like, it was so powerful. And I was like, something's and you, like, totally different. you, thought you were in labor, but, like, you weren't, you didn't think it you were It wasn't to the point that, like. That you were like, oh, I'm having I'm in labor. Baby. Yeah. Okay, so you were just kind of like. I'm it was just, just like, really whoa, like, I can't sleep. Okay. Like, whoa, like, I can't, I can't, like, really do what I normally do. Like, I'm just, like, walking and waiting every three minutes. Like, I can do something for three minutes. Oh, my gosh, we went to the movie. <laughs> Do you remember? I wish you could have just seen her face. You oh could. my gosh, wait, I forgot an important detail. Well, this actually we isn't even that important. We went to Jungle we Cruise. We did go to a movie. It was like the midnight We went to Jungle Cruise, you guys, like after dinner. And that's when I decided, like, oh, I'm not going to go to triage. I'm going to go to Jungle Cruise. <laughs> like, what the 
hell. So we go to Jungle Cruise, and I'm sitting through Jungle Cruise, and I'm sweating. And I'm breathing, and I'm timing my contractions. Because she's just actually in labor, but she's like... And I'm watching a Disney show. And I'm like, wow. So that was the start of the long night. And Dad leaned over, and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. I feel great. (laughs) And David's like, okay, we should go. So we go home. So Did the you next leave the movie early? Or just after no, the movie? No, just okay. after the movie. Because at this point, it's like, what are you going to do? You got to labor it out. Like, well, I mean, you could just go to the you hospital could just go to and the have hospital. your baby. But <laughs> just kidding. So, and I, being a first-time mother, thought that I was going to go to the hospital. And the nurses were going to check me and say, you're still at a three and a half. Maybe a four. Come back in a like a couple days or a couple hours if it increases. And I was like, I don't want to go to the hospital if I don't have to. Like, genuinely speaking, I didn't want to. Yeah. So we go home, couldn't sleep, wake up the next morning, teach my primary lesson. That's right. I literally thought I was going to die. So I was like, wow. Because these little cuties are like running around. I'm like kneeling on the ground, coloring with them. <laughs> and I'm like, SOS. You're, like, like, dripping full sweat. Yes, and I remember Katie, like, my partner, like, has natural births. Oh, yeah. And she's, like, super in tune with her body. She was like, are you okay? Are you, like, free laboring right now? And I was like, I don't know. She's like, how often are you having contractions? And I was like, like, every two to five minutes. And she was like, oh, yeah, you totally are. since you're having a baby. Mm -hmm. And so... We went back home, and I remember I said to my husband, like, I want to take a shower. And he was like, no, I want to go to my parents. <laughs> and I was Wait, like. to preface that, Sarah wanting to take a shower is, like, three hours later. Totally. <laughs> He's like, no, just take it. Okay, that was like, you're right. He was like, just take a shower when we get home because I want to go see my family. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So I, like, put sweats on. Do not look cute at all. Stinky. Been sweating all day. <laughs> We go to his parents' house, and I have, like, this urge to pee so bad. So I go into the bathroom, I pee, and I am telling you, burning fire. Like, I have never felt in my life. And I knew it. I was like, it's changed. Something has changed. That's when you knew. I knew. It was like I peed, and my contractions went from, like, a five to, like, a nine in pain. Were... I'm curious, when you went to the hospital, was your water broken? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Cause it's Just very, like you. It's very common for, after your water breaks, for your contractions to, like, kick. Literally start kicking your trash just to get so much more intense because mm-hmm. that cushion of like amniotic fluid is gone that was like protecting your body from the baby's body and like the force of like bone on bone, you know, mm-hmm. from that pushing against each other. When that's gone, they get like so much more intense. Yeah. And so a lot of women experience that, but for you, it just, it was just your like, water wasn't broken, but you it's still like my bladder that. like emptied and it was like Pew, more pressure. Yeah. Maybe I, don't, I have there no was idea. Just more room for the baby to just be. Sick. Or maybe me just sitting in that position on the toilet, yeah, like could have been. gravity. I don't know, but I remember I like got up and I had to wait to get out of the bathroom for a contraction to like subside because wow. it had gotten to the point where I was like, okay. This is intense. Yeah, you're like, this is legit. Mm-hmm. And I remember like saying a prayer, like Heavenly Father, this better be it because if it's not, I can't do you're it like, for I'm another okay. day. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this for one more day. Like, this is intense. Like, woo. 
So then I tell my husband, I whisper in his ear, Bailey, Shady. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Bailey, you need to go to the hospital. And he's like, right now? And I was like, yeah. So we left really fast. And Did anyone in his family like cue in or no? Did you well, tell I him? told them. I okay. was like, I think I'm having the baby. And then afterwards, Michelle was like, I thought, I thought you were faking it because it was so fast. Like, because we had <laughs> left so fast. She was like, I honestly just thought you'd like go really fast and come back. Like, yeah, first time mom again. Like, yes, well, what people go happens. and they just they check can. and they come back home. Like, no, and I honestly there. thought too. Like, I was like, I don't know. I have no idea. This could be fake because I'm so dramatic. Like, who knows? So then we go to the hospital, check in, and I'm like kneeling, like putting my head over like the counter. I'm like, hold on, can't sign my <laughs> You're name. like, I need to breathe. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. And then we went in and they checked me and I was like at a six. And so obviously we were having the baby. Yeah. And we went upstairs and they walked me to my room and she was like, do you want an epidural? And I was like, yeah, I do. And she was like, would you want to eat before you get your epidural? And I was like, yes, I do. But there was no food in the hospital. Uh-huh. Like it was a Sunday. Uh, so she so was like, have, like the cafeteria. Like- I don't even remember. To be honest with you, I don't remember. But I remember she was like, you need to send your husband to grab you some food across the street really fast if you want. So I was like, yeah, David, run to Jersey Mike's, get me a sandwich, be right back, you know? Yeah. And he's like, okay. Took way too long. <laughs> so I'm, like, walking around the room with my bum hanging out, you know, because you're, like, naked <laughs> in your robe. You're, like, butt naked in like your it's top so or in your dress. bad. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, like, walking around, breathing, and I'm by myself. And I remember in that moment, like, I was like, wow, this is pretty intense. Like, props to the moms that do this without epidurals you know because it was pretty intense at that point and I remember David came back it was like 30 minutes <laughs> like David took a really long time like you had to walk across the street why did you take so long I know <laughs> and then I ate like one bite and at that point I didn't have an appetite like I think adrenaline had kicked in and like my body was just in like get this baby mode or get this baby out mode like so I, en- I should have just gotten the epidural earlier so the anesthesiologist came in. Um, oh, they broke my water before they before gave they me the epidural. epidural. I think. Wow. I think. Actually. So usually, like I said before, because it makes your contractions so much more intense, they usually like it's usually the practice to let you get your epidural, have it kick in, then break your water. I think that's what they did. Okay. I'm getting that would make up. more sense to me, but you never know. No, like I remember and because I had to get my epidural like. Redosed. Yeah, and okay. I felt when my water was broken because my epidural wasn't working. Okay. Thank you. No, you're, you're welcome. I'm, like, so confused. <laughs> so I got my epidural, and that was, like, painful. I remember, like, my whole body jolted, mm-hmm. and that was totally different. Like the weirdest thing. Because I'm, like, they're, life. like, okay, breathe when you're having a contraction or whatever, or not yes. having a contraction, then you hold your breath and, like, crunch your neck down or whatever. And they, yeah, like hunch over so that they can get into your spinal into your space. spine yeah. yeah so they hooked up the epidural and it only took on my right side mm. so i felt everything still on the left side of my belly which was so interesting it's like i felt on my belly my back my legs like really bad in my like thigh inner thigh area um 
and then they broke my water. And at this point, I think I was at a seven. Okay. So I had not progressed that much, like, in an hour and a half. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my water broke, and then I was in a lot of pain on my left side. And so I was like, can I get more for my epidural? Like, can someone come check on this? Because I, I think like, something's not right. This. Like, am I supposed to feel this uh-huh. still? Yeah. And so our cute friend, like the Hopkins dad. Oh, is that who did your... Yeah. I didn't know that. He's, like, so sweet. Um, came and did it. And I, like, felt way better. But then I got hit with, like, nausea and the shakes mm-hmm. really bad. Mm-hmm. And, like, I kind of had, like, a freak out. Like, I'm really claustrophobic. And I didn't like that I didn't have, like, control of my body. Um, and so that was really hard. Like, mom was like, it's okay. Like, try to go to sleep. Like, because yeah, I was just, like, freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, they checked me again. I was still, I think, at a seven. At a seven. And so she asked me if she could give me Pitocin. And I okay. said yes. Okay. So she gave me Pitocin. And Ruby at this point was posterior. That's why my labor was in my in back. back. And so they gave me a peanut ball to put in between my legs to get her to try and naturally flip mm-hmm. without doing it, like, manually with her hand, like, later. Yeah. And she flipped. Oh, what a gift. Mm-hmm. But it took a long, long time. So yeah. I think it took, well, a long, long time. I think it took, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> but I remember well, laying yeah, on my side being like, like, a long oh. time. You're like, wait, I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I slept during that time. And then I woke up, and Ruby was ready to go. That's amazing. So you were at a 10 by yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it just kind of took her flipping into a better position. To get position. her just right to come down. Yeah. Amazing. It was really fast. Um, How fortunate that it worked out like that for you. I know. Honestly. So, and by the way, I'm 36 weeks and five days. five at this point. At this because point. it's been past midnight. Yes. Or, or I guess it's it's, it's almost I'm almost thirty seven weeks. So you're thirty six and six at this point. Oh yep, I'm thirty six and six. Okay. I'm almost thirty seven. Okay. And Which I had her at eleven twenty one at night. Okay. And so she I technically were, that's why she was, was thirty six weeker, but like okay. almost thirty seven weeks. Yes. Which is not. Too yeah, thirty seven. Thirty seven is term, mm-hmm. is what we call it. But anything before is technically yeah. premature mm-hmm. labor. So, I remember we started put. I started pushing, and it wasn't too bad. Like it didn't take too long. She came really fast, but I actually had them un like stop my drip for my epidural because I didn't like that I couldn't feel like the right place when to, to push. push. Mm-hmm. And so, like after like ten fifteen minutes of continually pushing, I like finally felt it, and. It was, like, one or two more pushes after that. It was so fast. It's kind of a blur. Mm-hmm. But she just came right after that. And it was really smooth, like, from then. I remember I felt, like, getting stitched up, which was not my favorite thing. Like, that was horrible. And the placenta. that Delivering the placenta was a lot, like, worse than delivering Ruby. Because really? Because it, it took longer like yeah, which I think a lot of especially first-time moms 
don't know or expect is that like the placenta has to come out too mm-hmm. and it doesn't just like well they like out. pushed on my uterus they push on your belly to kind and of like had me it. like push a little bit but mm-hmm. i was like not numb anymore you know okay yeah because you had that epidural turned off for so, probably an hour at this point yeah oh my gosh being it delivered. was so that was rough like i will never forget that in the stitching up part but i think you're also like I have a baby, so yeah. you're not really thinking like, ow, you know, like no, yeah, you're, you're in shock. In Your body's yeah. in shock. How did you feel when you first like had Ruby? Did they place her on, on your chest, on your belly? My did chest. They on your chest. And I remember she was like kind of blue, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they were kind of like rough with her, like wiping the white stuff off. And I remember I was like, my baby. <laughs> that is another thing that I feel like. Probably Mothers, a first if time working home. as like a nurse in labor and delivery. Yeah, they're always a little bit startled because, you know, one of our things that we do is we stimulate those babies to get, get them to kind of like wake and up wake and up. breathe and take those first couple breaths and cough out, you know, any amniotic fluid, things like that. And I just it looks startling that. to someone who you know doesn't know what the purpose is. It's like, why are you rubbing my baby so hard? Like, why are you? Like, I'm like, just why can't you just barely wipe it I off? I barely touch her. <laughs> I know. It's, yeah, that but could I be, was that grateful they shocking. did because she did have amniotic fluid in her lungs. So, like, that was good yeah, to... It kind of helps them, like, shove it up and out and mm-hmm. cough it out so that they can breathe effectively. Yeah. So, one of the things after having Ruby, um, it was so... Like, I remember being like, wow, that was incredible. Like, I was so positive And I was like, that was the best delivery ever. Like, Wow. Our bodies can do it. We can do this. Like, why did why is there this stigma around it that it's so hard and horrible? And then postpartum hit me like a semi truck. <laughs> Which honestly, we could probably do a whole episode on just postpartum. Your postpartum because yeah. I feel like <laughs> it punched you in the face a little bit. Wow. Hard. <laughs> yes. I'm like I would give birth a hundred times and Over not the go recovery. Through. Yes. Like, yes. So, first night sweats, insane. The sweats. All of a sudden, I was wet. And I'm like, what the actual crap just happened to me? And I couldn't sit up because, like, my crotch hurt so bad when I sat up. Like, I'd be like, ow. Like, yeah, I need another like, ice pack. <laughs> you're like, Please. My poor nurse. I'm like, can you bring me another ice pack? She's like, sure, it's been 20 minutes. <laughs> no, not really, but, like, really. But, yes, you feel that way. And I remember my Perry bottle was my best friend. I still use it every day, and I'm not even because it's my favorite. I love it so much. <laughs> Wait, like still currently use? Yes, Perry I bottle. love it. I what love the it. balls? <laughs> like I love it so much. That so is the funniest that thing. became my best friend. But I remember something. I knew something was off because Ruby would not nurse. She wouldn't eat. She wouldn't even open her mouth. It went a full forty eight hours without a feed. And wow, at this point, having her not have fed for two days, what were the nurses? That was also another thing. Like, I had an amazing nurse my first night um, and day, mm-hmm. and they tried and they worked with Ruby. And, like, I got some of my, like, what is it called? Colostrum mm-hmm. out, and, like, we'd give her, like, little spoons, syringes, not even like a mill, yeah. you know? And then I got a nurse that never checked on us. Like, I'm very bitter about it. 
She never checked on me once, never brought my medication. And I remember those full 12 hours, um, a new nurse came in to check on us, and it was like emergency mode, took the baby out. Um, I didn't see her for like six hours. They brought her back for like two hours, took her away for another six hours, like really long time in mm-hmm. the nursery. They took her away twice. Then the nurse came in and apologized and was like, your baby's going to the NICU. We don't know what's wrong. We don't know for how long. And being a first-time mom, having no one communicate with you, having a nurse that was completely neglectful, like, was horrible. It was devastating. And being, like, freshly new, like, postpartum, you have the highest highs and the lowest of lows. Like, insane. And I remember they told me it could possibly be pneumonia. It could possibly be, like, a fever, like, meningitis. Mm-hmm. And but they didn't know, and Ruby was like five pounds, like six pounds, and she had dropped really low because she hadn't been getting anything. And I just remember hearing like these Meaning babies. Her weight had dropped. Oh significantly yes. from her birth weight. Yes. Okay. Her weight had dropped significantly. Yeah. Which they watch that they want they want them to stay above like a ten percent drop. Because that mm-hmm. can be... It's and I know it's normal to, to drop. Yes, yeah. It's very, very normal. She just had dropped a lot. But she dropped more than expected. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I just remember sitting in my room, my hospital room, and hearing, like, babies on each side crying. And I was sad. And I was like, these moms have eight-pound babies, <laughs> 10-pounders, or seven-pound, whatever. Yeah, you're just like... Because I would, like, walk by the room, and I'd be like, healthy. oh, that baby's huge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and... Well, which Ruby was... I mean, she, she was, was little. So she was. She came a little, little. early, yeah. so to speak. You know, early, term, yeah. but like, still early for term. Thirty-seven is way earlier than forty. Yeah. When you think about it, you know, yeah. a baby can gain a pound a week uh-huh. in those last three weeks. So the difference between her being a six-pounder and a nine-pounder, if, if you'd gone into labor three weeks later, you know, exactly. So I remember going down to the NICU and like, I was just a mess, and. They asked me, like, do you want to change your diaper? And I said no, because I was, like, afraid to touch her, that I would, like, hurt her. You know, like, it was so weird. Like, I was literally in shock. Like, and I remember David did it for me the first time, and I, like, went to the bathroom, and I just cried. And I, like, got on my knees in the bathroom, and I was crying. And there was, like, another tiny, teeny, teeny, tiny baby next to Ruby. And I thanked Heavenly Father that, like, we had the situation that we had, you know, Mm. because there were a lot of babies there that were a lot more sick than mine and so that was also positive like I was like I know we're gonna get out of the NICU it's just gonna be a minute so how incredible like and strong of you to have had that perspective in that moment yeah I don't think a lot of people could do that to be able to look and be like I think you you have to look at the the NICU but like I'm gonna get out and like my baby's you know, the not, not the sickest one here when like, mm-hmm. I think it would be really easy to be like, this is the worst thing in the entire world, just feeling very doomsday. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's amazing that you were able to do that. I think that's yeah. really admirable. Well, I think, she, so she was in the NICU for seven days. So I remember they told me like, she'll get out tomorrow. She'll get out tomorrow. And she never did. And so I was like, wow. She's going to be in there a lot longer than I thought, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't really communicate with you 
like besides surface level when your child is in the NICU because they're trying to figure it out themselves and they don't want to give you false like hope or worries like if you don't need to be worried a bunch of anxiety for you which I think is good yeah in hindsight so it was really hard for me though I think it was day three our friend had her baby you know her and their baby got rushed down to the NICU and I remember he was in there for like one hour and I was so sad like I was like wow I wish that I like I wish my baby was out at this point and I was pumping for her she would not nurse like it was really rough at at first and then the sun came up and she started to gain weight and she started to eat through a bottle and she got her feeding tube taken out of her and like she had jaundice but she only had to do it for like a day not a week like yeah she started just really she started to thrive and she started to wake up and I remember they let us take her home and it was the best thing ever and like we had a scare she got a fever we had to take her up to primaries again and like how many days was that after her um it was the day after okay so So her fever spiked Uh but we didn't have to do a spinal tap like everything came back negative so (laughs) broken thermometer i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how incredible that she yeah she was fine Uh uh-huh and the only thing that was really hard was that she never learned to nurse and that was really hard for me and i had to get over it and so another thing like you grow so much and sometimes you're humbled to the point where like the only thing you can rely on is god and sometimes you're like hey are you even listening (laughs) (laughs) so for you you feel like faith in like god or you know like just something like that has really carried you through what could have been a really difficult experience Mm -hmm. yeah so it was really incredible and anyone the thing is what i would just say to anyone like don't stress out about it let your body do what it's supposed to do like gaining weight for me was the hardest part Mm. and your body goes right back after like accept it and if i could look back and do it again i would have tried to be more positive about that and just let my body do what it needed to do and our bodies are machines yeah we're built to do this well you guys from sarah jane's episode we get a lot of insight into what pregnancy looks like what a birth with an epidural is like but also into the unique situation of what it was like to have her baby go to the NICU when that wasn't something they expected. That can be something that is really, really stressful and really hard to cope with as a first-time mom. So I think having her experience to learn and grow from is really valuable. And I hope that if you find yourself in her shoes, you can go in with a little bit more peace and knowledge knowing that The people working on your baby's team are just there to do the best they can and are there every step of the way to help your baby become healthy and come home. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Tune in here next week for another one and follow us on Instagram at undereducated.pod. Thank you.